Nope. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to Sweet Sweet Death. I'm Heather. I'm Laura. And here we are again. Yay. Um, well, we're doing Michigan, but, you know, as always, we like to chit-chat. Yep. So I just got a whole bunch of meat from a... Uh, we buy a quarter cow from a friend. Oh, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, so he gets the half. We split it, but we still ended up... So our cow was apparently very fat. Yeah. Very well fed. And we got... I think around like 190 pounds of beef. Oh my gosh. How long does that last you? It should last us a good nine or 10 months, wow, I think. Wow, that's crazy. I know. That's insane. Yeah, well, like we just made a roast <laughs> with it tonight. Because it's the cool thing is like it breaks down to about $5 per pound, yeah. maybe even like six. And that counts like processing and everything like that. Um, it was like a thousand bucks low, dude. Holy it was shit. so pricey. Yeah. But uh, the cool thing about it is you get like every cut of yeah. the cow so we got a little filet mignon we got tri-tip we got roasts we wow. have ground beef we have like so much shit you so. fit it all in your freezer oh or? yeah it only took up two shelves oh. and it doesn't it, like it sounds like so much but, but it's, it's really like not it's really yeah. not like i mean it's it is a lot but yeah yeah um so yeah hmm. that was what i did last thursday i drove with him we drove all the way i don't know just really far. <laughs> it was yeah. like out past Lyman. So it oh, was like okay. a hour and 45 minute drive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, though. Mm-hmm. It's kind of close, like the olden days. Like, yeah. Uh, last you like a year. <laughs> I, well, like we really want to do that with like some pork or some chicken, yeah. but it's really tough and you got to buy a lot up front. So like yeah. this cow thing is about what we can handle. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that at least saves some money and then the rest here is like, well. Oh, fuck yeah. C- dude. Otherwise, like looking up, because we got some short ribs too, and it's like I can't ever afford short ribs like at the market. Yeah. It's like twenty dollars a pound yeah. or something. So f- yeah, nice. Did you go to that oddity fair at all? There Where? was another one. What? I know I missed it, dude. I was so pissed because today I was like, <gasps> I looked it up and it was literally like the day before yesterday and the Shit. day before that. So I was like, this past. So weekend. it was Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I was Did like, it? No. Yeah. Because I thought they would have it today, maybe, too. Yeah. And then, like, I had looked. I was looking at the thing from last year, and it was, like, 24th. And I was like, oh, it's yeah. still there. Yeah. And then I drove there, and I was like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Shit. Was it in the same place as the one yeah. we went to? Fuck. I know, dude. I loved that thing. I know. I wanted more T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I was so sad. I was like, no. All those dead moths I could have yeah. yeah, I was really depressed, so. Oh, do you remember that spider, that giant hun- possibly <gasps> huntsman spider? Yeah. We found it. Bad news. I accidentally stepped on it, and that's how I found it. Aww. So he's a little crushed. Okay. But you can, you know, if you Maybe want him. Maybe still do something with it. Yeah, I know. I'm I was so, so sad that I forgot it, and then, well, then I, we couldn't I find left it. I left it, like, by the coffee or whatever. Yeah, well, like, we, I think we put it by the front door, like, oh, can't let Laura forget this. And yeah. then it fell, uh, and then it, and then we crushed, crushed it. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Because literally that night after I left, I was like, oh, where's my spider? And I was like, is he lost in my car? Like, I thought I, like, lost it in there. And I was like, uh. And then the next morning I was, like, telling Dylan, like, I think there's, like, a spider in here (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) Not a live one. Yeah. And then you texted me and you were like, oh, you forgot your spider. I was like, like, oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, like, just had, like, a vague memory of holding him. And I was like, where did I put him down, though? So, yeah. Yeah. I left him. I'm sad. But... Maybe there'll be more. Who knows? No. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I don't want any more giant spiders in my house. Uh, yeah, that's pretty disturbing. Yeah. That, I would not be able to sleep at night if I found that. Really? I would, like, always think that there was, like, a spider, like, on my head or something. Dude, and, yeah, and it's kind of spider. So, well, we're in a 
little basement. So like, I don't know. Sometimes it's Spider Central. Like I will, it doesn't seem bad. And then I'll come down and then it seems like there's cobwebs everywhere. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Where did these come from? <laughs> and, uh, and then the other night I was working out. And I was like, I had the weights. I was kind of on the floor. I don't have like a bench press, but like, so I'm with my weights and I feel something go down my arm, but I'm on the floor again. So I like freak out. I throw my weights down and it lands on me. I'm like, oh, and then I sweep my arm. Yeah. And I'm like, where was it? And I see a fucking black widow crawling up. I was like, motherfucker. So I killed it and it's dead. Oh my God. Um, There was a black widow on you. Yes. And I survived. Wow. At least I didn't bite you. That's scary. I should be on an episode of I survived. One time a black widow went down my arm and oh my I gosh. lived to see another day. <laughs> but yeah, so now I get really paranoid. So now when I come to work out, I'm like kicking my weights and shit. Yeah. Like, where are you, you little fuckers? <laughs> so yeah. just like shake everything around. Like, kind of. Dude, Hello. literally, dude. <laughs> yeah. If I have a pair of shoes that's been down here too long, oh, yeah. I will. I'll like beat them and try to, yeah, shoo out any evil. I do the same thing with my shoes. I'll like throw them across the floor like <laughs> And wait for something to come out. Because one time I did it, a spider came out. So now I oh just my God. I'm always like, I have to do it. Like, right. if they've been sitting a while, you know? Or, like, in the garage or something. And then, you know, John was in Kuwait in, like, the 90s. And he'll talk about fucking shaking scorpions out of his shoe and oh shit. Oh, my God. No. Well, your mom's in Texas. Does she ever yeah. have to do stuff like that? Or oh. has she ever seen... Yeah, always. I feel like there's always, like, weird, nasty bugs in her house. Even that one time when I went and stayed with her, I was working out. And literally, kind of, like, same thing as you. I'm, like, laying there with my weights. And I look to my left, and a scorpion just runs across the <gasps> fucking ground. And oh, I was my like, God. oh, my God. And I killed it with the fucking weight. <laughs> yeah. And I think, actually, that's... Did you throw it, or did you, like... No, I was, like, <laughs> like smashed it, because it freaked me out, dude. Yeah. And then that same, that same like, stay, I was helping Emma clean her room. Because it was a fucking nightmare. And going through, like, a pile of clothes, there was another fucking scorpion in Mm -hmm. there. So there was just, like, scorpions in the Mm -hmm. house, like, running around free. And then you set the clothes on fire. Right. Like, sorry, it has (laughs) to burn. I think at that point I stopped cleaning. Because I was like, okay, this is scary. Because my mom was like, I need help. Like, while she's at work. And I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like, like, cleaning is really dangerous here. And I will not put my life at risk. Yeah. So. Oh, I was reading. I saw this weird, like, TikTok just since, like, you know, it's a murder um podcast and i think in like wherever yellowstone is mm-hmm. what state is that in it's like wyoming or something it's like wyoming. that is yeah it, i thought it maybe covered a couple states. yeah it I'm does really that's bad. what i was gonna say i think it's like over the like three states like wyoming idaho and gonna, like something else i'm gonna type this in oh most of it's in wyoming you're totally right and then some of it is in montana Okay, so I think it's, like, okay. those three or and maybe Idaho. two. Yeah, in Idaho. Yeah. So I guess, like, right there, there's this, like, very, I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's, like, the very far, like, if I'm looking at a map, like, left corner towards, like, Idaho. Uh, or Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Idaho. Uh, Idaho. There's, like, this weird, like, long rectangular strip. Mm-hmm. And I guess because of where it is, it's, like, on the, like, two kind of, like, edges of the states um, that – it's legal or it could be legal it's never been tested i guess to like kill someone there and you would get away with murder what because i guess like you know all the laws or whatever surrounding like a fair trial like it Mm -hmm. has to be like 12 jurors or something like that within like your jurisdiction or something Mm -hmm. in the state that you killed someone but i guess since it's like this weird like gray zone that there's no like actual state that could be like 
yeah there's like it doesn't exist like there literally couldn't ever be like mm. anyone picked for like your trial or anything like that i mean i'm sure they'd figure it out but interesting like theoretically yeah but i guess there's like a book based around it too like someone who like murders someone there and like yeah just like based around this idea because i guess it um it was the book brought it to the attention of the supreme court oh wow and they just were like we don't give a fuck and they didn't <laughs> fix it so it's still like that but i just thought that was kind of cool and like uh, weird yeah, I mean, there's pro- there's a lot of other murders that don't get solved, not yes. in that little strip, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I was reading a, okay, so I was contemplating, I just wanted to look it up, like, donating your body to science, because yeah. I, I don't want to be preserved and put in the ground, it's, yeah. it's really creepy to me, like, we're <laughs> yeah. not saving ourselves for the gods like i don't yeah <laughs> i just i just want to either rot in the ground or i don't know like donating yeah. donating my body to science seems pretty cool that'd be nice yeah but then i was reading some things where it's like be really careful about where you get you know or who you work with um because like oftentimes if you're poor and you're you're just looking as a way to take care of your body without like burdening oh, your loved ones yeah. like they'll be like okay all you have to do is donate your body and then whatever we don't use we'll cremate because i guess a, another part of the problem with donating your body is that there's almost like too many people donating their oh, bo- okay. bodies to science so they might just need like a couple things out of you and then like that's it yeah. like i heard my grandpa actually i remember my grandma telling me um that he donated his body i think or something like that and they used his eyes like that was the only thing that they could use off of his body so but then i was reading these really disturbing stories about how i guess they were caught in denver like just selling heads from people that donated their bodies and then um there was another story i don't remember what state it was u.s obviously but um like somebody was caught they were getting these bodies and the only thing they were doing with it was they were charging an audience five hundred dollars per ticket to watch them cut and hack the body up like as on a stage yeah what the fuck so so now i'm like the dark side of donating your body to science so it's like some weird fucking cannibals like oh yeah yeah, i'll buy that yeah But I guess they did say, like, uh, other places, like, less reputable, because there's not, I I believe, there there's just not enough laws around it, yeah. like, c- collecting bodies. Oh, like, you weird. can't sell them, but you can get them donated, and, like, you can yeah. trade, I don't know, it's, like, all super great. That's I read so one WebMD yeah. article about it, so I know little to nothing. But, uh, oh, yeah, but they would say they'd walk into establishments and it just looked like a low-rent horror film, you know, or, oh, or low-budget horror film where yeah. there's just, like, body parts Ew. everywhere and blood and it stinks. Ew. And, yeah. yeah. I guess it's not really something I ever hear people talk about or, like, think about, really. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. It's like, what does happen? <laughs> yeah. I guess they're supposed to cremate you. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, too, like, people have said, like, okay, my parents donated their bodies to science, but... It took, like, three years to get their remains back, yeah. so you just never really know. Yeah, that kind of sucks, too, is, like, if, like, you're close with your mom or something, it's, like, you mm-hmm. want her fucking ashes back yeah. after, like, her body's been used mm-hmm. for whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun. Just knowing that she's out there somewhere, yeah. like, uh, can you just give her back? Please? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you need with her? Yeah. So. Yeah, that would freak me out. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. Oh, I was... Oh, sorry. No, I literally have nothing to say. I was also going to say, I already was talking to you about it before we started recording, but Unsolved Mysteries, I watched this, the first episode, and, like, I don't know, some people were disappointed with it, but it's kind of like this girl who gets um, murdered on, or 
not murdered, but they believe it was, like, a suicide on the train tracks, but it's, like, all this weird shit surrounding it, and, like, maybe it was suicide, maybe it wasn't, but they have now, too, like, I think it's super cool where, like, at the end of the episode, you can scan, like, this QR code, and it takes you to their website, and... That's so smart. Yeah, they have, like, all of the, like, um... Basically, like, everything about the case, like, linked, mm-hmm. like, the death report, like, everything, like, from that case where you can go through nice. and kind of, like, examine it yourself and, like, be like, oh, if you see anything, like, let us know. But I thought it was, like, super cool. So I did you do that for, like, every single one? Um, I did it for the first one because oh, okay. that's the first one I watched. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was just, like, reading everything. I was like, this is fucking nuts. I had, like, the medical examiner's report, like, all this, like, yeah. crazy shit. Just, like... Yeah, it was dope. I was like, wow, I love that they do this. So, like, I was excited to watch the other episodes just so I can, like, look at that. But I watched, uh, so the season finale, I know you don't watch it, mm-hmm. of House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah, I Sunday. watched that first episode of it. <gasps> I need to spoil it so fucking oh. bad, Laura. God damn don't, it. Don't spoil it for Fucking me. bitch, you need to hurry up. <laughs> yeah, All right, if I you was... don't have the rest of the nine episodes watched by next time we record, too bad. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about shit. All right. Yeah, my sister keeps saying, like, watch it, watch it, watch it. She's not wrong, yeah. dude. It's I just... I didn't think I would be team incest, but I guess I am. <laughs> like, all right, you yeah. guys are fucking, that's cool. <laughs> I did see her watching, I think, like, that season finale, and I saw, yeah, something fucking weird. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but. Yep. It's all about the journey. It doesn't matter. You yeah. should definitely still watch all it. Right. It's so good. She keeps saying it's so good, and then I was like, I don't know. Like, Dude, it, like, it fucking it rules. Okay. It really does. All right. I'll finish it Heather for you guys. Approved. <laughs> um, yeah, because the only reason I'm watching it is because this girl at work, she is watching, like, ju- she had one every week, every, yeah. the second it was released on HBO, she's watching it. Yeah. And she kept like, did you watch it? And I'd be like, uh, me, I'm not, like, I haven't gotten to it yeah. yet. And she is the only reason, I think, yeah. that I've watched all of them. Because you enjoyed it? Okay. I loved it. Because otherwise I'd be with you like, oh, I'll watch the first episode. I don't know. Like, yeah. Maybe I'll get to the rest <laughs> later. So I'm glad she forced me to watch it. It all was right. worth it. I'll so finish good. it. I'll finish it. We even convinced a couple other people at work to start watching Game of Thrones. Oh, really? <laughs> I hadn't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I only watched those, like, first, I think, like, three episodes or something. And then I remember, like, I borrowed the dvds yeah. from you and when they weren't working on yeah. my dvd player for some reason the last that last season i was watching and then i just never kept watching it yeah. so i mean if you're really into that kind of nerdy fantasy shit yeah. then it's for you if you're not yeah just go watch something else that's how i feel like and my sister gets annoyed that i say that i'm like i just don't think it's like really a show that i like yeah i'm into you know it's not my thing she's like what do you mean it's one of the most popular shows <laughs> in fucking the world so if you don't like it then you're fucking like just okay like, so were the hills so <laughs> was jersey shore like it yeah. doesn't mean that it's good she takes it personally yeah i mean game of thrones is fucking phenomenal yeah i don't care how it ended i it was fine whatever but like and house of the dragon just rules yeah. it's really i love that fantasy shit yeah. so i'm all about it yeah it's hard for me to get into especially when it's like you know very like i don't know like it's, political or like I, it's so political it's yeah. nothing but backstabbing yeah. and sabotage and so sometimes like if i'm not paying attention then i feel like i miss a lot like in an episode I'm it's like, a oh, show fuck. you like yeah. have to pay attention to yeah, and so. so like you saying that I don't, do you still really want to watch House of the Dragon? Or? I don't know. That's how I was feeling. I was like, I watched the first episode. My sister's like, it's great. The first episode, blah, blah, blah. And I watched it. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, it's like, okay. Like, you know, whatever. And then yeah. she's like, are you fucking serious? You need to watch the second episode. It, ju- it just keeps getting better and better. It just yeah. keeps getting better and better. I'm like, okay. I just don't know if I'm really into like that type of show. She's like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I'm just like, uh, sorry. I love her so much, man. Yeah. She's a passionate gal. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, 
I hope you decide because if you decide not to watch it then i need to like spoil it okay things into this microphone i'll let you know because i did start the second episode like three days ago but then it was just like on my lunch break so i didn't end up finishing it so who knows maybe i will maybe i won't (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god okay i can handle waiting all right all right oh one more update yes so that little girl who i think i told you about this like maybe a year ago my sister's niece, uh, who carried around that weird doll, it was like the Michael Myers doll. Yeah. Like she's like, he's my baby. Yeah. He's like de- deformed, like creepy Michael Myers baby. Yeah, and she like loves him. Well, update on her a year later, and I guess um, we hung up one of those like it's like those fake posters you can buy, kind of like the size of that poster. It's like okay. a Demogorgon. Yeah, and she's like, "What's that? What's that guy? What's wrong with his face?" And she was like really obsessed with him. Yeah. So my sister shows her a clip of him on like YouTube, and she's four, dude. Yeah. And she's like, <gasps> like obsessed with it. Like keeps wanting to see more like clips of like the Demogorgon and like yeah. just like the creepy shit on Stranger Things. All right. Like, doesn't give a fuck about anything else. It's like watching all this. She's like, I guess like i'll let her watch it like she likes it it's like not scaring her like she doesn't go home and have nightmares and like yeah uh she comes back the second day and he's like can can i watch more of that show and then she's like saying that he's her husband like that's my <laughs> husband he's my husband like the demogorgon <laughs> what is wrong with this yeah. kid i love her i thought it was funny i was like okay <laughs> and she was calling him oscar oscar <laughs> what i don't know why She's like, can I watch Oscar? And we're like, who? And she's like pointing to like the Demogorgon on the wall. Oh, Lord. Is that what he told you? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I just thought it was funny. I was like, well. Oh, and they went to the Halloween store because my sister babysits her. And I guess like um, Elia, it's like normal, like two-year-old, like terrified of like the stuff in there. Yeah. And there's like one of those creepy girls with like the hair in her face. And she like jumps around, you know, and it's like. And she's like, I love her. I love her. She's like my little sister. She's like what my little sister. <laughs> and my sister was like with like Lisa, her grandma. And she's like, what is she talking about? Uh, she's like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> or whatever. Like, but yeah, I just thought it was funny. Sorry. I, we, I know we've been going for a while. I don't yeah, care. I, know. I, uh, I, I went to Hellscream. Oh, I did too. <laughs> did you like it? Eh, really? I feel I like it's just get, never scary. Like, I didn't get too scared. Yeah. I had taken a 50 milligram edible. Oh my God. <laughs> I was feeling good. So, yeah, I was in the very back group of ladies. There was uh, four adults and then one Robbie. So she led the charge. The 13-year-old led the charge. She was going a little slow. Yeah. Like, we ended up catching up with somebody else, and then somebody ended up catching up with us. And then at one point, there's a big room, and we kind of step to the side, and we look at the people behind us because they caught up. We're like, do you guys want to, like, go ahead of us? And they were like, no, we're good. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> fucking pussy-ass bitches. Yeah. So Robbie was the one through That's first. Funny. Yeah. So the other couple let us go in yeah. front of them. It's like, you bitches. <laughs> and it wasn't super scary. Yeah. There were a couple moments. Yeah, where it's, like, jump scares oh, yeah. and stuff. There was a guy that jumped out of that prison cell he like burst through a wall i don't know if he did oh, that with you yeah it was like the, the thing on their head like yeah the, yeah and there were a couple moments there was one girl with like creepy long black fingers and then yeah mostly it was me just like laughing my ass off with yeah. the girls in front of me like screaming it was so funny that's funny yeah, yeah. i yeah because i ended up having to lead the pack as well because Michelle, it was like Michelle, her boyfriend, and then Taz and Christine. And I asked Michelle's boyfriend, like, oh, do you want to be in the front? He's like, no. I was like, okay, really? I guess I'm going to be in the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I was in the front, but then there was like a group, I'm not kidding, like 20 kids. Like, I don't know if they took a bus there or oh, what the God. fuck. 
but like they started true, we ended true. up catching up to them and then it was fucking annoying me because it's like so many of them you know yeah. and then it's like they're taking our scares and i'm like yeah. trying to slow down you know to like like wait yeah and then this lady's like hurry up keep moving yeah keep, i'll fix the issue and i'm like okay. okay but then like she's like yelling at them and then they're like was she joking like the dude's like it's just her job like she's just kidding and i'm like no. She's not kidding about you needing to fucking walk faster. She probably like, needs to state in a normal voice, you guys need to move to the side yeah. to let this group pass. <laughs> well, because, like, I did feel guilty while the, the couple, there was, like, one couple behind yeah. us. And I was like, shit, man, like, they're not getting scared because yeah. they're seeing us, you know? Yeah. Um, so when we did get over, I really thought, like, oh, they're going to go ahead because yeah. they're annoyed. And the fact that he pussied out, yeah, I was like, you fucking like, bitch. <laughs> so... Yeah, I felt the same. I was like, man, like, fucking sucks. Like, I felt like we're getting all our scares, like, taken yeah. from us. Like, yeah, but my one friend, Michelle, was, like, terrified, like, dropping to the ground. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, like, <laughs> it's funny. Would but, you go to that one in Denver where, like, the, the Broncos couldn't make it through or something? Yeah, the, I want like, to. Teen floors. Yeah, there. I want to go there because I just feel like the haunted houses never scare me. I'm just, like, always let down. Like, I got yeah. out of there. I was like, yeah. Maybe it's also because, like, a lot of our scares got stolen. But I was just like, eh. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know. But yeah, so there was a part where a black widow flew out at us, like an actual black widow, <laughs> and we all screamed. <laughs> and Michelle's boyfriend like stomped on it. It was oh funny. My God, I was like, that was probably the scariest part of the haunted probably, house. Probably, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, shit. All right. We've been chatting yeah. for a while. We should probably get it going. Um. Well, I think. Did you go first last time? Uh, I don't remember. All right, great. Then I'm going to go. Okay, sweet. There's nothing you can do about All it. All right. All right. So this week, as I stated, we did cover Michigan. Um, I did mine on the Italian Hall disaster, which doesn't really have anything to do with Italians per se. It was just the name of the hall. Okay. And that I got confused with that. But, um, okay, here we go. And Woody Guthrie wrote a song about it hmm. called, like, the 1913 Massacre or something. Oh, so okay. brought it to the stage. Yeah. All right. On Christmas Eve 1913 in Calumet, Michigan, struggling miners and their families participated in an organized event to make sure that children of, a, of the striking families would receive Christmas presents. By 2 p.m., there were over 175 adults and 500 children. Uh, by around 4.30 p.m., some walked in and shouted, someone walked in and shouted fire, causing a panic. And the mass panic did result in the deaths of 73 people, mm -hmm. most of them being children. So back then, there were no laws to protect workers, really, especially those striking in hopes of forming unions. And Calumet and he uh, the Calumet and Hecla mine had been established since the end of the Civil War in 1865. Many other mines were just getting their start around that same time as well. Um, but the amount of copper that they had to mine was significantly more than any other copper mines in the country. So that's why it's called Copper Country, just mm. because of, like, how much was found there. Cool. Um so as with every mine made back in those days, a large amount of immigrants came to work as cheap labor. But even if you were white and you didn't speak English, you were probably going to get some of the more dangerous jobs along with less money. Um, a bulk of immigrants that came over, they were mostly Finnish, Croatian, Italians, and Hungarians. Uh, these different groups of people worked together to stop discrimination by forming a union. They never explained why, but apparently copper mining is more dangerous than coal mining. So, but Calumet had a huge Finnish population, and even today, Michigan's Upper Peninsula holds the largest concentration of Finnish Americans. Um, in its total time operating, it produced 90 million pounds of refined copper, as opposed to other mines that produced around 40 million pounds. So just to hmm. show, like, the amount that that yeah. Calumet and Hecla mine had. Um, 
1900 alone, the four major mines in that area paid more than $12 million in dividends to shareholders. So, like, they're obviously doing well. Uh, and by 1907, they had hired over 21,000 workers. They had hundreds of acres above the ground and thousands below it as well. Um, like all mining towns, they made a point to own everything. Like, they literally owned everything, um, kind of letting everyone know who wielded the real power. Yeah. Uh, they owned the homes, they owned the schools, which meant that they could pump all kinds of propaganda into their, into their kids' uh, brains. And then mine management claimed that all these fun perks made up for the fact that they all worked very dangerous jobs for very little pay. Um, the men worked six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day, and the skilled workers would earn about $3 a day, and the less skilled workers would make about, or less than $2 a day. So the other thing that really gave them the power was their ability to evict workers and or their families at any given time for any given reason. So they would give you as long as 15 days to vacate the premises, but it sounds like they didn't really give that very often. Yeah. Um, or they would give you zero days if you were fired. So they would even come around to recently widowed women and their children and evict them and be like, we need these homes for working men. Oh my God. Get the fuck out. So in a given year, uh, one out of every 200 men would die gruesome deaths in the mines, which translates to about one death a week at the minimum. Yikes. So at least one man a week That's was dying. Horrible. James McNaughton, he was called the czar of Copper County. He was the general manager for Calumet and Heckle at the time. He was basically known for being a gigantic dick. Um, he was also heard saying something along the lines when asked like, to put more safety features in the mines. He said, timber cost me money, but men cost me nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, hard times. Yay. Um, aside from basic demands focused on shortening work days, increasing wages, and safer working conditions, uh, the galvanizing moment was when the mines started implementing the use of a one-man drill. The drills were usually operated by two men, so with one man with a one-man drill... Uh, just to start using it meant literally half the drill workers would be out of work. Um, and then the other half that remained would be put in basically incredibly dangerous situations because you have no one to back you up. If you get in trouble, you're like in this deep pit. You're in this dark mine. Yeah. Like you can't see shit. Yeah. Um, no one can come save you. And they actually started to nickname the one man drills the Widowmaker. Oh my gosh. I feel like actually I've seen one of those because I did one of those like... um mind tours and i remember oh, something cool. like that like a widow maker or something weird and yeah. some of that shit was scary dude like the weird like wooden contraptions where they're like yep and then someone would climb up there and i'm like what nope. the fuck <laughs> like yeah dude, that's scary shit yeah. but it's like you're so desperate it's like all right i guess i'll do this yeah. fucking work uh, luckily, the workers had the support of the Western Federation of Miners, um, who came in to help. The WFM had been successful on the West Coast, helping to unionize workers, um, and they just thought that they could do some good out East. The WFM came in with translators for the many different languages that were spoken amongst everyone, just to make sure everyone was represented. Uh, the group didn't want to rush the strike, but everyone in the town pulled the trigger a little too early, and I think that's why they said, so like, all this shit's going on, the reason why they started to talk about union uh, unionizing was because um because of that one man drill and yeah. then the one man drill never even made it up into the terms of of the negotiation you know for for going on strike yeah. so anyway uh as like most mines uh they were extremely anti-union and would aggressively push anti-union campaigns uh the wmf had 
had a few violent occurrences while trying to help unionize other companies in other states. So Calumet and Hecla pointed that out regularly, like they're just so dangerous, you know. So they were trying to convince people that the unions were the big bad guys and they were trying to cut into profit and they were destroying the American way of life. Um and I think they were also working with a group called the Citizens Alliance. Um, they had these pens that said Citizens Alliance, which meant that you represented, you know, the mine and not the people. Like, you didn't care about the workers. You were more concerned with the mine. So it was, like, a little tense. Like, there were there was a lot of support for both, yeah. um, both sides. Uh, James McNaughton, our favorite dude, um, the general manager for the mine, refused to even speak with the workers. He said by sitting down to speak with them, he would be admitting their right to exist I was like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? This guy's intense. He sounds like one of those typical, like, mean assholes like that they portray in the movies, you know? Like, yeah. Like a, like, like a caricature. Yeah. But, like, you're a real person. Yeah. You, you, like, are responsible for death. Yeah. Um, so in July of 1913, the strike begins and 14,000 miners in three counties drop their tools. Rallies and parades were held just about every day to keep morale up. Uh, there was quite a bit of news coverage on the strike. Annie Klemek, a Slovenian woman, sorry, uh, who carried the American flag at the start of the daily parade, ended up being the face of the strike. And this woman was badass, man. She was like 6'2". She's oh, like wow. Karen's big yeah. ass flag. Uh, so the women were united in the strike, forming the Calumet Women's WMF Auxiliary Number no. 15. I don't know what that means, but they had uh, over 800 women join. The women would stand with the strikers every day to help keep momentum going. They would even help with the violence when it came to that. So they would like throw rocks and shit, and hurl <laughs> insult at the scabs trying to cross the picket line. Um, unfortunately for the workers, Calumet and Hecla had very deep pockets as well as reserves, like. They were over mining like they did. They were mining more than they needed. So yeah. they could easily wait out the strike like there was no rush for them. Yeah. So with Christmas coming up five months after the strike has gone on, everyone's broke. Um, having not been able to work, the women of Calumet decide to do something nice, fun and festive for the families that were struggling through the strike. They organized for a delightful Christmas party that would entail meeting Santa, dancing, singing and small gifts for the children. Um, that were going without that year. So in Calumet, at the Italian Hall on Christmas Eve, five to 600 people showed up, most of them being children. Um, they think that for every adult there, there were around seven to eight children, and many of these folks were non-English speaking. So since the beginning of the strike, the mine had hired strike breakers. And back then, I guess this was like a normal job. You would like you could be a legit professional strike breaker. <laughs> and that was your job. So companies would hire them from out of town because they were more likely to be willing to do some ne nefarious tasks that a local might not be willing yeah. to do. In other words, violence. Yeah. Um, so, but in the hall early that afternoon, the place started to fill up. Everyone's having a great time. And around 4.30 PM, someone comes in from outside. They're wearing a Citizens United pin and they scream fire in English and then they leave. So people instinctively start shouting fire in their own languages to spread the word, and it just causes this mass panic. Um, so let us not forget that people dying in fires was not completely uncommon back then. Like, there's always fires. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big cities always having yeah. fires, apartments, people burning alive. So, of course, everyone, like, fucking panics. Um, the only way out that people knew about was how they came in, not realizing that there was actually another way out. There was a fire escape. Oh, yeah. But th nothing's they marked. That, yeah. yeah. So everyone tries to go back, you know, get out the way that they came in. So they're in, which is down this very 
steep, narrow set of stairs. From the top of the stairs to the bottom, it was 14 feet. And it said, uh, like, if those stairs were made today, they would be out of code and that you would probably require a landing in the middle because it's just, like, too steep. Um, So, of course, the panic of going down these very steep stairs, someone trips and falls. But with people pushing for behind, there's no chance of recovering from the fall, uh, especially with that massive force of people. And it created a pileup on the stairs. So this is the stairs are literally where all 73 people died. Oh my God. So 14 feet of stairs, 73 people died. And most of them were children though, like 60 kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the fire department at that time was only about a block away, meaning that helped arrive very quickly. There were rumors um, that the doors didn't open the right way. And that's why so many people died. But in reality, the doors did open outward. Uh, They think that the people started spreading this because it's like, it's easier to blame an inanimate yeah. object than like a person being an evil and malicious, horrible yeah. person. Um, so the fire department tries to help those that are at the bottom of the pile, but they can't retrieve them because the weight is just pinning them to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, moving quickly, the fire department went around the side of the building. They went up the fire escape and they went through a window and they started just pulling people off the top to get them off the bottom. Yeah. Um, not everyone they rescued was alive. Some were lucky enough to be resuscitated. And they say this whole thing happened very quickly. It was kind of hard to get a sense of time, but just the way that they described it. I think it happened in like less than 10 minutes. Um, so many that were at the event claimed that they had seen the man screaming fire and that they could identify um, him if they needed to, but were never called in to give, you know, description of who this person was because the mine pretty much owned yeah, the police force as like, well. Yeah. yeah. So basically no serious investigating Aww. ever took place. That's so sad. Like all kids. Like what the fuck? And, and they're, they're just, trying to do something nice. Yeah. Like that's so sad. They're poor as fuck. Yeah. They've been struggling for months. Yeah. No work. Probably going to bed hungry a lot of nights. And then this fucking piece of shit comes into your fire. And like, well, like they, we never, like we'll never know yeah. who actually did it. We know that it was probably a strike breaker. Um, and that of course their intent was not to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. But it's like, you did this. Yeah. You know, oh my you, gosh. Yeah. That's always the example is you can't scream fire in like a crowded movie theater, yeah. but it's, it's, I, I don't know if it came from this wow. specifically, yeah. but like it probably did. Um, yeah. or I don't know, maybe other stories like it too, but still really fucked up. Yeah, that is. Oh my God. So, uh, what's crazy is that this is, this blew my mind, but the local small papers of like, you know, owned by like white English speakers, um, they made claims that the crime was unsolvable and that there would never be any resolution in literally less than a 24-hour period. They've already printed, oh, this crime is unsolvable. What? <laughs> and then the local Finnish paper, because they're like, no, their headline read, reads 83 murdered. We still don't know if officially the death toll yeah. was 73 or 83. Anyway, 83 murdered on it. The writers and editors were arrested for writing their story. So the only people that ever got arrested for this... Were the, the journalists. Who, what? Yeah. Were the people that oh reported God. on it. So fuck you. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Wow. This is where I stopped typing because oh, no, I ran out of time. So pretty much everyone was at the hall that day agreed that the person who caused the chaos. Oh, shit. Was a strike breaker. Sorry. See, I got yeah. off topic. Um, in the state of Michigan, there was a law that if someone died in a violent manner, law required an investigation of some sort. So, but the inquest was a joke in the hearing that lasted three days. I guess they like gathered people up. Some were called in that weren't there that day. Many that were there that day didn't get called in to testify. And for those that did end up going, uh, they were being forced to answer questions in English, even though almost none of them spoke English. Hmm. So they were being asked questions in English. They don't understand. 
and then they get told, well, you can't answer in your own language. So it's like, clearly they did not give a fuck yeah. about what the outcome of this was. Oh. Um, all right. So the coroner leading the investigation had no medical training. His previous job had been a justice of the peace, even though he had no legal training. And he was known for being very chummy with the mine owners. Um, and he, f- the, why we say 73 is because he personally filled out 73 death certificates. Oh, okay. But what's weird is that they left out the cause of death. Like he didn't write what it was. Oh yeah. Convenient. Yeah. So let's see the town. Oh my gosh. Sorry. The town had to call out to other t- towns to get children's coffins because they oh. ran out. Um, they were buried at Lakeview Cemetery. The mines said that they would help the families, but people didn't want the fucking money. They wanted, yeah. like, justice. Um, so when representatives from the mine would come around at the doorsteps, they would, like, literally get chased off. Like, you killed our fucking kids. Like, people yeah. just freaking out. Because, yeah. Um, the Italian Hall was knocked down in 1984. Uh, they did save the arch of... Uh, of the hall and they turned it into empty land the empty land into a park so there's actually like it's this big open park and then there's an art like this brick archway that just kind of sits there with like a plaque of saying what happened you know um yeah and then some people stayed and continued to work at the mine the strike ended in april of 1914 it didn't really say if there was like any kind of resolution or if they got some of what they wanted but it sounds like they didn't um and then I guess a lot of people left too because that right around that same time was when Ford announced their five dollar a day workday, oh. which was like unheard of. Yeah. So everyone like flocked to Detroit. Yeah. So oh. that was the Italian. Ooh, sorry, the Italian Hall oh. massacre. That's crazy. I know. So Sad. fucked yeah. up, man. It's like no reason. Like, yeah, greedy fuckers. Just because you're anti-union. Timber cost me money, but men cost me nothing. Yeah. yeah. You want the attitude of that guy running a fucking company? Yeah. No. Fucking kills like 60 kids. Oh, my sources. Hang oh. on. Wait. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Sources. Historynavigator.org. I didn't see an author. Uh, Lawchaw.org. It was like, eh. um, an article by Aaron Goings. Coppercountry.wordpress.com. I didn't see an author for that either. Interlock publicradio.com um there's a guy named steve leto that uh was interviewed talking about his knowledge the daily mining gazette an article by garrett niece and then i would say the biggest source was a youtube video also by that guy um steve leto that he had like a 20 minute maybe less than that video just because he wrote an entire book i think it's called death's door um he wrote a book i couldn't find it and then i would just like to say I went to great lengths because I thought I had a documentary I could watch. It was called Red Metal, like the 1913 Copper Country something. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fucking cool. Like, it's literally exactly what I'm yeah. going to do this on. So I kind of waited, you know, to yeah. get my work done <laughs> as I do. And then I go on Amazon to look at it and it's like not available. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I pay for PBS. <laughs> yeah. I should have this goddamn documentary. And then... I'm starting to look on Amazon like, well, maybe I can, or I'm looking at other sites like, can I stream this anywhere else? Non-existent. The only thing I can do is buy a physical DVD that would take like two weeks to get here. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm not interested. I went to fucking Entertain Mart to see if I could find a copy of Red Metal. No. (laughs) I was so bummed. That sucks. You're like, oh, fuck. Dude, I tried so hard. (laughs) I was like, god damn it. I've got to 
<laughs> actually do research for this. I wanted to watch a documentary. That's funny. So, anyways, but yeah, that was yeah. that was my story. Oh, that was good. I like that. Yeah, terrible, but <sighs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Are you ready, Laura? Yeah. Sorry, my stories. I don't know. Kind of short. I feel like, but I because I did two of them. Because I really, yeah, as I said, I was watching, like, Unsolved Mysteries, and I was mm-hmm. just feeling an Unsolved Mystery mood. I just wanted to do something unsolved, so I did one of those. And then I had also seen a TikTok um, of, like, this one chick who I feel like I could say got murdered, but um, I thought it was, like, super fucked up. And when I had tried to look more up about it, like, I couldn't really find much about it. So I don't know if I should do that one first or the like unsolved mystery but i'm hmm. thinking maybe because i did the other one second but i might do that one first just because i have less information about it okay but um okay so hold on, let me find where it starts okay um sorry it's okay okay so yeah so, so i'll start with it's like a horrific story and i think her name is delthea is how it's pronounced um delthea word who died at just 33 years old and she left behind a 13 year old daughter and this was um august 19th in 1995 that this happened but um she was described as a beautiful kind soul she had been like the backbone of her family after her brother had been shot to death earlier that may um, she supported her family. She worked, like, at a grocery store and had been, like, also earning her bachelor's degree in marketing. And, like, even her mom, when, like, talking about this, was, like, super fucking pissed. Like, just, like, yeah, because it was so fucked up. But, um, I guess, um, she was, like, sadly beaten. I, w- I don't even know what to call it, but she was, like, kind of, like, beaten to death. And then she ended Whoa. up jumping from this bridge. But, um, I guess, like... They were in, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic over this bridge, and it's called... Hold on, I have it written. Okay, yeah, so there's, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic on this bridge called the Belle Isle Bridge, and she accidentally, like, rear-ends a guy who's in front of her, and I guess in this car there's three men, and they end up, like, one of the dudes um, is named Martel Welch, and he, like, starts freaking out. Like, I think he's, like, the main instigator, and so they start, like, ramming her car. They force her to stop. Whoa. Yeah. Um, the dude, Martel, uh, smashes her car with a crowbar. They pull her from her car. This and they. A, this is a crowded bridge? Yeah. It's, like, people are on the bridge, dude. And so, like, Whoa. there's, like, cars, like, traffic, you know, it's happening. She accidentally, like, gets into an accident. And this dude's, like, freaking out. So they start, like, beating the fuck out of her. They pull her from her car. They're, like, ripping her clothes off of her body. Um, He pushes her against the car and begins to, like, beat her. And there's, like, dozens of people at this point, like, looking on. They're not doing a fucking thing? Yeah, They're just watching? No, yeah. Literally no one was fucking helping like people were just like actually like cheering it on like some people are like apparently laughing yeah dude and like not to mention like this girl's like a little like black girl so it's like you know obviously like i feel like that has like some part in it people were really enjoying this yeah so um yeah dozens of people were like looking at on as these three men are like beating her and like chasing her to the edge of the fucking bridge at one point the man grabbed her and said does anybody want to buy this bitch because she has to pay for my car like offering to sell her like in front of this crowd like yeah like publicly humiliating her um so and mind you like one of these dudes weighed nearly 300 pounds she was 4'11 and weighed like just a little over 100 pounds 
I'm like disgusted right yeah. now with humanity. I know. And so they're like humiliating her. Um, they stripped her down to her underwear. And at this point, like apparently the dude um, Martel picks up like a jack from his car and he's like yelling to her like I had to throw you over the bridge. It's like dragging her along this bridge as people are watching. She starts to try to run from them and she's basically like chased to like the edge of the bridge. And right as he goes to like pick it up to swing and hit her with it, she jumps off the bridge into the water below. And this dude, who at the same time is sitting in his car, his name is Lawrence Walker, uh, he sees, he, like, sees the crowd and is like, what's going on? So he gets out of his car and walks up and sees her jump off the bridge. And he says, like, he didn't even think, like, twice that he just jumped in, like, after her because oh, he was wow. worried. But she just, like, got beat the fuck out of in front of this crowd who's not helping her. And so she thinks that he's, like, oh, also, coming for her. yeah, like, coming for her. And another man who I couldn't find his name, but he also jumped in after her. And so these two dudes are, like, swimming, trying to, like, um, get to her, like, and apparently she didn't swim too well. And so she's just, like, swimming in the water below the bridge. And, like, um, she ends up, like, vanishing below the water. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then it was, like, really horrible, too, because, like, it didn't really get, like, positive media attention. And then, like, yeah, some of, like the people were even defending like the crowd like it just was like fucked up the stuff i was reading and then her mom obviously was like just like so disgusted with like everyone was like just like what kind of people would like watch because some people were saying like oh no like nobody was cheering on and stuff but then other accounts of people were saying like no like there was like even a bus driver who said he would like go under oath and be like no like people were like cheering this on and this was in 1995 dude like and um this man the lawrence walker guy said that um he saw her running to the edge of the bridge he jumped in he was like i didn't even think like he wasn't trying to be superman or anything he just wanted to help and he had even asked someone who literally in this article is from 1995 like because no one has like really covered it since then he said that someone had a cellular phone and he asked them to please call the police and they refused to call the police the like fuck? for this girl yeah and so um yeah yeah, it was just, like, whole, totally fucked up. So, and what's even more disturbing, dude, is that um, they found her body, like, a few miles downriver the next day, and she was missing a leg. Whoa. So, I don't know what happened, like, but it was, I, like, really fucking weird. It like could have gotten caught Yeah, or, like, ripped way? off. But, yeah, so they found her, like, body with her leg ripped off, like... They had, um, like, the funeral and the service and all of that. And, like, her mother, like, spoke out. was, like, super pissed. Like, just that. Like, nobody defended this, like, tiny yeah. 411 lady. Who's, like, she was, like, she wouldn't hurt a flea. Like, I felt, like, so bad for her. I was, like, it's so horrible. And then I guess um, only two of the men were charged. And I think he was only charged with, like, second-degree murder or something like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Full-blown so. fucking murder. Fuck you. But, yeah, I just wanted to say that story just because I thought it was so fucked up. I literally could only find, like, two articles about it, which I'll say, like, the sources right now before I start my other story. And one was... Hold on. I think I just screenshotted them when I was talking to you earlier. That's cool. But that is unbelievable, dude. I've yeah, never heard anything about that. Yeah. I really want to look it up now. I'm like, yeah. There's got to be something else out there, right? Like, I'm sure you looked for, like, ever. Yeah, I did. I was but literally like, looking, like... There has to be something. Yeah. And there was, like, just short stories, you know? Like, maybe, like, five stories, but they're all, like, the same thing. Yeah, like, I hate that. It was, like, sad. But, yeah, it was, like, Crowd Watches as Women Stripped and Forced Off Bridge by Jennifer Levin in August 22nd, 1995. This was written... And then there was another one written August 22nd, 1995, um, and it just says suspect charged with murder and Detroit Bridge death, and it just talks about um, her mother, Dortha, and how she was, like, anger, angry and bitter. 
about how he's only being charged with fucking second degree murder and then there was a washington post article called witness um detroit onlookers felt fear some people claimed that they were just scared and couldn't help but yeah yeah it's just like fucked up and then yeah i think that was it and then there was like that same article by the same lady just published by like a different person but that was like literally all i could find about it i tried like even like weird anime stuff was popping up because of her name like there was literally nothing covered about this like poor girl's like Hmm. murder and she left behind like a 13 year old daughter and like her brother had just been murdered in may so i just thought it was like really sad and like just felt like there was really like no justice but no yeah i thought that was super fucked up um but yeah so the next story that i wanted to talk about just because i wanted to do an unsolved like murder since i feel like i always talk about them but then i feel like i never do one for my stories um it was the murder of gail webster and this happened almost 44 years ago exactly because it was on october 28th 1978 so um 48 year old oh can i sorry say something to you real quick before yeah. i forget i bought you a book <laughs> oh, you did? on unsolved cases <gasps> you did i did oh. so i said that now because if i don't tell you okay you're not getting it all right sorry continue with your story i'm so sorry no okay so yeah so 48 year old gail webster um was alone in her apartment on dorchester drive when someone beat her to death with a blunt object uh gail lived with her two daughters and i'm just gonna say before i go any further in the story just so like i don't know if these daughters ever hear which i doubt they were because they're like 70 year old ladies but um she had three daughters but she lived with two of them i guess so um she lived with two of them in the somerset apartments uh her daughter terry had headed out that evening that she was murdered uh to spend the night with her boyfriend and would not discover her mother's body until almost six the following morning uh gail had recently divorced her husband well her husband of 25 years in 1975 and had been mostly single, but had been dating a man named Thomas, who lived in their apartment complex. Um, and before Thomas, she had been dating a man named Bob, who she met while working at Suzy Q, which is a restaurant on Woodward Avenue that she worked at in Royal Oak, wherever that is. I have no idea <laughs> where anything is, obviously, in Michigan. Um, but... She was the day shift manager there, and she was responsible for day-to-day operations. Um, everyone who knew her said she was, like, a wonderful person. Um, her boss said that he never had, like, not one complaint from her. I think she worked there, like, he had hired her in, like, 1960 or something like that. She worked her way up in management, and he said, like, she was just, like, a wonderful employee, a wonderful person. No one ever complained about her. Everyone loved her. Um she was well loved in her community and she was well liked i guess by everyone she was a wonderful mother and um it was like really sad the night before she was murdered um she was getting ready for work so she had like curlers in her hair um but sadly she obviously would never make it in and at 6 a.m on saturday morning her daughter terry returned home to their apartment and when she got home she like noticed the door wasn't locked which was like kind of weird to her and so she goes inside and in the living room she sees her mom bludgeoned like so badly that her teeth had been knocked out there was yeah there was blood everywhere um there was no sign of sexual assault nothing had been taken from the apartment like even like photos of the apartment like looking at the crime scenes and stuff is just like completely like looked clean like nothing even looked like it was knocked over like it was like just perfectly intact so um yeah she was still in her nightgown she had her curlers in her hair still um 
And I guess, like, she was known for, like, always putting her slippers on when she would get out of bed. But um, she was laying in the living room floor and her feet were bare. So they figured she had, like, rushed out of bed at some point, like, whoever came in. Um, and then I guess her nightgown was hiked up. So she was, like, exposed. But, which I think is weird if she wasn't sexually assaulted. Yeah. Like, why someone did that? I don't know. It was really weird to me. And I also, like, wonder, too, because, like... It's like 1978, you know, I'm like, how good really is their forensics? But yeah, so um, the bloodstains in the apartment indicated that she may have rushed out of bed, which is why she was barefoot. And she was attacked in the hallway leading to the bedroom and then struggled in the living room where she would die. Uh, Terry called the police to report her mother's murder. Police would interview people in the surrounding apartments and buildings. And they, I guess, talked to certain people and they said that at 3.30 a.m. a person, presumably a man, which the only reason they think this is a man is from the sounds. Like, it sounded like a man, I guess, mm. just from his footfalls, quote, mm. quotations, I All guess. Right. Yeah, so, um, and they said that he entered the building very quickly, or whoever it was, ran up the stairs, like, super fast. After about 10 minutes, they heard the same sounding person leave the building, but, like, at a much slower pace. And who knows if this was even the person who, like, committed the murder. But they just thought it was weird that they heard someone, like, so fast. And then someone who sounded similar leaving. Uh, so the only thing that were f was found at the crime scene were a few bloody rags in the sink. And they were saved. And I think the police do still have them in their possession. But... They might not have been preserved correctly just due to the fact that, you know, DNA wasn't what it is today. Um, and so after further investigation, police also found that just four weeks earlier, Terry, Gail's daughter, had been out at Piper's Alley, which was a bar that used to be located on 3250 West Big Beaver Road. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just a mile and a half away from their apartment that they shared. And while she was at the bar, her apartment keys were stolen from her car which she had been renting. It was a Ford LTD, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And so I guess she had left, like, her purse, her wallet, her keys, like, all this shit in this rental car, which, I don't know, I guess it's a different time. But um, she left the bar with her boyfriend. They went back to her house, and she didn't notice that her keys were missing until the following morning, and she noticed that, in addition to her keys being missing, a few checks from her checkbook were missing, which is concerning because now like not only does this person whoever stole from her have like blank checks with like her address and name on it mm -hmm. they also have the keys to her apartment so yeah, yeah it's just like concerning the fuck out. yeah but i guess they didn't give a fuck because four weeks pass and nothing was done um so i guess this same night which is even weirder while Terry was still at the bar, someone apparently buzzed for entry to their apartment, and her mother was home. She ignored her because she wasn't expecting anyone. And then, just, like, moments later, she hears, like, someone jostling their door, and she can hear, like, keys, like, someone trying to get into the apartment with the keys. And she says, who's there? And then the person just, like, leaves, like, suddenly. Oh. Which, yeah, just gives me the creeps. Like, if this would have happened, I would have changed my fucking locks or something. Yeah. But, again, I guess it's, like, a different time. Yeah, so the door with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, super creepy. Um, Which, yeah, I'm just, like, did someone, like, scope, like, her out? And, like, know that the daughter was at the bar and then wait to get the keys? Or, like, was it just, like, by chance? And then they're, like, going there to, like rob them but then it's weird because when she gets murdered like nothing is taken so 
Yeah. It's like, did they know her? I don't know. It's really weird. Um, so, um, that same night that her keys were stolen, I guess Terry, the daughter, had noticed a suspicious ve- vehicle that had two white males inside who looked to be 20 to 25 years old in the parking lot of Piper's Alley. The vehicle was described as a 1968 to 1970 Pontiac Temptus or a Chevy. It was beat up and rusted in either a blue or green color. And on the morning of the murder, Terry said she thought she saw the same vehicle on Dorchester near Coolidge. Uh, The driver was a male who had blonde hair, apparently. And so I guess November 2nd, um, just like a week or something after this, maybe even less, like a few days, police also received a tip about a vehicle that was seen in the area, and it was described as a dark blue Pontiac or Chevy with body damage. The driver was a white male, 25 and 6 foot tall, about 260 pounds, was wearing an army jacket, and had black curly hair. And the vehicle was apparently seen just 40 minutes before Gail was found dead. So the autopsy revealed, as I'd already mentioned, that Gail wasn't sexually assaulted and that her cause of death was due to the injuries sustained from the bludgeoning. Um, The killer had apparently brought the murder weapon with them and left with it, so they never knew what it was. It's just like a heavy object. Um, Her purse was untouched, as well as everything else in the house. The only thing left behind was the bloody dish towel containing hair and bone and blood in the sink. Uh... And then I guess she also had white marks on her body, like whoever cleaned themselves up also tried to clean her up with the rag. Um, and then she was also very small. She was 5'1 and a little over 100 pounds. So, And then they did a toxicology report. She had no drugs or alcohol in her system at the time of her death. And then her ex-husband, including the two men that I had mentioned earlier that she'd dated or been dating were also interviewed and treated as suspects. Um, I guess like all they really did to like interview them was like polygraph them they passed which stupid. yeah again I just feel like really isn't that thorough like even like the daughter could have been like you know like they didn't even really rule her out like who knows so and like there was also like other reports that I was reading where it's like really weird things they did like hypnotizing Terry to remember information just like the police so you know it's like how well are they really like investigating this murder so um, sadly, like her daughters still wonder what happened to their mother after all of these years. They even at some point sought out a psychic in hopes of finding answers. And I guess the police did have like other information that they withheld, like, you know, kind of one of those things, like only the murderer would know that they still haven't released, but, yeah. um, who knows, like if we'll ever know anything about that. And then, um, they both, both of the daughters or all three of them, I think stated, uh, 42 years after their mother's death, that it still haunts them every day. And that by now, anyone who knows anything would be in their 60s. And they say, like, now more than ever, they should come forward and say something. Um, And they had even exhumed her body in 1995. And they took fingernail scrapings for DNA. And then they even tried to do a large push to solve her case again in 2020. But sadly, nothing ever came of it. Uh, Her case also just got very, like, little media attention. And just was kind of one of those cases where it's like no one... seemed like no one cared, I guess. Um... But yeah, that was the sad um, murder of Gail Webster, and it still remains cold to this day, and it's been like 44 years now, so. Oh, poor Gail. Yeah, I know. And then um, my sources were a a Reddit link, which I feel like had like the most information almost. It was posted by this lady named Nina 
instead. And then there was a news article titled, Police Revisit Mysterious Fatal Beating of Mother in Troy Apartment 42 Years Ago, written by Derek Hutchinson. Um, an article from Detroit Free Press, written by Bill Leitner. And then, yeah, that was it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Damn. Yeah, I thought it was kind of Poor Gail. Creepy. Yeah, I know. Nothing taken, not sexually assaulted. Yeah, it's weird. And I wonder, like, if that person got into the house with the keys or if it was completely unrelated. But it's just, yeah. like, weird that someone tried to get in the night the keys went missing. And then just, like, four weeks later, like, she's, like, murdered. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I, that sounds like a very unsolvable yeah. case. It's, I, like, so old. Like, it's, like, I, never And maybe the person who did it even is dead. dead like, you yeah. don't know. So. Yeah, because by... I think she was, like, yeah, in her 40s, so it could have been someone she knew or, like, someone her daughter's age who they're now, like, 70, so, yeah, they probably are dead. Or yeah. Maybe someone will find some weird random check from her or something maybe in their house yeah. that their creepy grandpa had or something. Like. Oh, yeah, it's like a keepsake, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't know, but. Nasty. Yeah. Okay. Those are my stories. <laughs> Whew. Wow. Yeah. We covered quite the territory, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Do we just wrap it up? I guess so. Yeah. I don't want to. There was something else I was thinking while we were talking about the story. I was like, oh, I need to tell Heather, but I already forgot. There were other things, too, where I was like, there's (laughs) no way I'm going to forget. I fucking forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Don't be mad at me. I'm going to go see Rocky Horror, like, a live (gasps) performance. I'm Dude, sorry. I was trying to get tickets so bad. Like so I the kept Saturday calling, one? calling. Yeah, I was like trying. We like, just got I them cannot... online. For where? It's like Lulu's downtown. Oh really? Yeah. I think I'm gonna go and do because I w- was asking Dylan. I was like, would you want to go to Lulu's? Because I was gonna go to the one at the like Chateau whatever. Oh, I didn't Hopefully. know there were two. Yeah, because there's different ones. There's one too at like another bar. Because I was looking at like all of them, and then I found the Lulu's downtown one. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, there's still some tickets, but. Now that you've reminded me, I haven't gotten them. Hopefully, they're not sold out. Because yeah. I was, like, looking. We did yeah. get, like, a table. Like, a nice oh, really? yeah. fucking table. That's what I was thinking of, like, getting a table and all of that. But, yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know if Dylan would really be into it. And it's just, like, so much fun, I feel like, seeing yeah. it, like, live. But. I'm sad. I wish I knew if, like, oh. another chair could fit there. No, it's okay. Shit. Uh, maybe. What day are you going? It was so spur of the moment. Yeah. It happened fucking fast. Yeah. Like, I mentioned it to the scroll at work. Who yeah. I also went to the haunted house with. Yeah. And uh, she was like, should we do it? We should do it. Because I remember another woman had talked about, oh, I really want to go see a, like, a live Rocky Horror. Yeah. But they never play. And I was like, really? I feel like they play yeah. kind of a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> and then I, I saw that. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, Danielle really wants to, you know, go um, see Rocky Horror. And then this girl, Joss, and she's like, I want to go see Rocky Horror. I yeah. Like, oh, my God. Okay. And then within, like, ten minutes, we had tickets. Nice. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to end up going. I don't know what day, but, yeah. It was – I'm sorry. It was Saturday we're going. Saturday? Yeah. I think I might go – Probably like a Friday night or something. Cause, the Friday maybe. night one I think was sold really? out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I need to so look. I'm so sad go. that I forgot again. Uh, but yeah, it'll I've, come through again. And yeah. when it does, we will go see okay. that together. Because I'm sure I'm gonna have a great time. I'm embarrassed to say I've never actually sat down and watched Rocky Horror in one go. Oh my gosh. I've seen it all in yeah. bits and pieces. I love Tim Curry. Yeah, I think he's a beautiful man, and. uh yeah, I just can't believe that I haven't. Have you seen been to it. like the live ones? No, it's so fun. I hope they do like because I don't know because I was wondering if at, like Lulu's they do like the virgin sacrifices or, like make you go to the front and stuff and be like oh like have you do weird shit and then like obviously they're they like yeah. 
do things with the show so you like blow bubbles at certain part and there's oh. like always the heckler who's like stupid whore like, whatever <laughs> so yeah it's just like so much fun well like so that girl jocelyn she drove us to hell scream because i knew i was going to be taking an edible right yeah um and then she's she's been very generous like she's volunteered to drive quite a bit and same with like the other people that go she'll like go pick people up and then she looked at me when I told her. I was like, I think it's really like heavy audience participation. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she was like, Well, then I need to be drunk for that. And I was like, funny. I was like, You know what? You have definitely like, oh, let me earn a ride. <laughs> yeah, you've you've earned the ride. So yeah. I will I will happily take us Aww. on Saturday. That's so, so fun. Aww. Yeah. So it's her and then the other uh, Danielle and then Chick. her her yeah. boyfriend. So nice. Um, I hope you have fun. I hope I get to go too. Dude, I really, I hope so. that's like one of my Halloween things I wanted to do this year. See Rocky Horror. Really? Yeah. But yeah, they they sold out tickets at that one place like so fast, and then I was glad I found the Lulu's place, and then yeah. I forgot again. And now I hope I it's like a nice little spot. I heard it's a Manitou. Yeah, I've so been hopefully. to Lulu's because okay. they had that vegan restaurant right above it that used to like work out of the kitchen. Okay. And so yeah, I went down in there one time. It's just like a normal kind of like bar yeah. under. There's, like, two parts of it, but, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm excited. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You'll have to let me know how it goes. If I no, because you're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Like, Heather. Yeah, no. I see you. Hopefully there's still tickets. If so, I'm going to buy some. Yeah, I really hope so, man. I hope I see you there. Again, yeah. if not, we, we will can, go. Okay. We All will right. go. Do you think they'll have a Christmas edition? I don't know. That would be I so, so cool. Okay. I, I'm sure there's always people doing Rocky Horror. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, a regular th- i feel yeah. like i always see it and i just thought it was so funny she was like but they never play and i was like i just what? yeah <laughs> i feel like every other weekend i see like yeah. some live showing yeah i know for sure in denver they do so oh that would be a fun one dude yeah. take like a night up there go yeah. see a fucking rocky war okay all right all well. right <laughs> we're done goodbye bye